Welcome to Musketeers Made, the official podcast of your Sioux City Musketeers. Now let's get to the show with your hosts, Connor Ryan and Travis Morgan. And we welcome into our second episode of Musketeers Made, uh, the 2022 Clark Cup champion, Owen Fowler. Owen, fantastic to have you on the podcast. Thanks for having me. Uh, I, I guess we'll uh, we'll start with this. I've heard a lot of stories about you. Uh, kind of a an, an instigator of sorts is uh, a cult, a cult uh, hero, if you will. In cult <laughs> status in like four months yeah short time with the team Uh, let's start off with that uh you got traded to the sioux city musketeers middle of the season from omaha uh talk about that whirlwind for you kind of the behind the scenes when you got the phone call uh and and first walking into that locker room meeting all those guys that used to uh rough up a little bit uh yeah first take us to the phone call (laughs) coach come and tell you they're, they're training you to sioux city uh, yeah, it was, it was definitely shocking. Um, I read at first to hear the news that uh, I was being moved from Omaha to Sioux City. Um, you know, I spent uh, over just over a year in Sioux, uh, in Omaha. Um, and, you know, I found out, um, the coach told me, and um, it was upsetting, you know, leaving some of my, my close friends in Omaha. And, uh, but it was my second time being traded, and, you know, I kind of grew to uh, – be okay with it, I guess. Um, and so and then uh, Coach St. Clair is actually the first one to to call me and who also coached me in Omaha the year before. Um, you know, right as right as I saw his name pop up, um, I knew it was going to be a couple chuckles uh, on the phone call. And uh, but it was great. Um, and then Strand, Coach Strand called me uh, shortly after and kind of fully welcomed me to the team. And you know, what he had um, in mind for, for my game and, and fitting into the team. And, um, you know, what he, what he talked about, um, you know, is, you know, right from the right from when I got there, they, they were trying to go all in um, for that cup. And, um, you know, that really excited me. And, um, you know, and then obviously, obviously talking with Johns um, shortly after that, um, he, he kind of, said the same stuff as as coach strand did um and, and we're going all in and and um you know we he found me as a key point um to pick up on the way and um you know i i am so happy that uh i ended up in sioux city in the long run tell take us through that that first time walking in the locker room uh because i as, as i was t- told these guys before I remember when Johns told me he was trading for you, and I was I, the first question I asked was, I said, "Have you told the guys yet?" <laughs> because I want to be there when you tell them that we were, that we traded for Owen Fowler. He's like, "I'm going to tell him right now." I'm like, "Guess what? I'm going to come." So <laughs> I just sat, I just sat the side there, and when Johns told the room, I didn't even look at Johns. I looked at all the faces over here to see like who's on board and who's going to be like. Okay, we got. He's got to warm to the idea a little bit. Um, for you, I've always wondered this about hockey players because you're a guy that goes to battle, 
you're one of those got inst- an instigator kind of guy that that loves to play under under the skin of other of, of your opponents. And we saw you a bunch, you know, uh, playing against us for for that long. So I'm I'm sure you developed, you know, some some rivalries within that locker room a little bit. Walking into that locker room, what is that like? to essentially be band of brothers now with guys that first meeting with guys that you may have dropped the gloves with this guy, or you've gotten to chirp with this guy so much. What was that like? And was there one or two guys in this team that you're like, I'm going to have to probably repair that relationship. (laughs) I, yeah, definitely. And I think it kind of, every time, like my parents always say it, like they, they always recognize that whoever I go out, like go at it with, I end up somehow being on the same team as them, like at some point in my life. And so when I when I moved to Sioux City, um, there was definitely a few that, like right off the bat, you kind of have a few laughs at, or like they're like, "What was going on with that?" or something yeah. like that. Um, but definitely, probably like the two that I can probably think of is is Ralph's right off the bat. Yeah, uh, me and him definitely. I remember going at it with him when I was in Omaha. And then um, I remember, like, one of the games right before, like, one of the last times we played um, when I was on Omaha and, like, when we played Sioux City, me and Steve just went at it one time. And, like, I'm pretty sure we got, like, matching penalties. Yeah. And, like, like, we just went at it. Like, I don't know what actually happened. But so, like, right off the bat, like, that was probably, like, a week, two weeks before I got traded. And, like, right as I got there, like, we kind of just laughed it off. And um, it kind of, like, almost breaks the ice a little bit um, yeah. when you can kind of put it aside and kind of laugh about it now. And um, and so it was kind of funny, like, definitely kind of introduced, <laughs> introduced to the guys um, with some laughters. But, um, yeah, right off the bat when I got there is I kind of recognized, obviously – within the USHL I've been in three different locker rooms and right as I got to Sioux city, it was, there was just something different. Um, I recognized and it kind of led from the top down and, um, I was kind of shocked right off the bat. Like I was telling my parents that, you know, it was something different in the room and all the guys were like, kind of just, they're so close with each other. And, um, you know, right, right when I got there, I, I felt included into that. And, um, you know, obviously with, with knowing Tabor and Mikey and a, a few other guys right off the bat kind of helps with their characters um, and their kind of little leadership in the, in the room. And so it helped me right off the bat, but, um, but yeah, right as I got there, there was definitely some laughters and some, some brushing off the, the, the battles <laughs> that we've had. <laughs> some apologies were said and we're moving yeah. on now. Yeah. Well, it's, it's funny that you mentioned Ralphie and Steve because, Coach talked about them on their podcast last week on our podcast. And he said, whenever they were going to do a physical drill, he had to make sure that those two guys were on the same team because if they put them up, they always get into it because their compete was so high. Yeah. 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 So what did coach tell you your role was going to be on this hockey team? Because I mean, we, we got you because of your brand of of your brand of your style of play. Mm -hmm. What did he tell you about that? Yeah, right, right, right from the start, um, you know, he he tried to instill in me that, you know, like come come over to Sioux City and just not be along for the ride and, and kind of be one of those guys that 
um, he can rely on. And, and so obviously, yeah, I do play with quite an edge. Um, and <laughs> from the start, he obviously, you could look at my penalty minutes, <laughs> but uh, he, he definitely tried to like talk, teach me and, and talk to me through like pick your battles and, and um, you know, not go, don't go looking for kind of anything, let everything come to you. And, you know, with people being say so focused on, I guess, trying to come after me, I, I kind of take it, I'll take it and kind of hope like say on that team, it gives, you know, Jamer, Omac, um, a little more space and stuff like that. And, but, you know, he, right from the start, he, he wanted me to, to be a leader, um, obviously being a leader in the Omaha group. Um, he knew I had that in me and, and, you know, trying to, to be one of the guys that can help this team, um, and not just be along for the ride and, you know, be a key penalty killer, which, um, I was down the stretch and, you know, that's type, the type of game that I like to play. And, um, you know, obviously it can get me into some trouble here and there, but, <laughs> um, you know, coach Jan was great for me in, in St. Clair and Finelli and, um, all of them were, were great for me. And, um, you know, that really showed my value right as I got there. You, I think that, uh, went to heart cause, uh, I'm pretty sure your penalty minutes went down this year at, uh, UMass Lowell, so I'm glad you learned from that. But um, 18, we have in the 18 penalty minutes. Yeah, yeah. way you down. Had eight, you had 18 penalty minutes in one game in Tri City <laughs> last year. I mean, come on. Yeah, I do. I actually do remember that game. Yeah, <laughs> we'll, we'll get to that in a second. We'll get to that. In a second. <laughs> I I did find it interesting. You said you're talking about the trade story. You, you mentioned one of the first phone calls you got was from Colton St. Clair. Uh, and you had worked with him as well when he was in Omaha. So you guys knew each other really well. And knowing Colton and knowing your uh, play of hockey, you two probably fit very well together. Uh, what what What's a good Colton story you can tell us now that is also uh, appropriate for a family-friendly <laughs> podcast? Or even borderline is not appropriate. Yeah. <laughs> God, I, I would have to think. Um, I don't know. I think probably the first one is – it was kind of during the, like the playoff run. Um, you know, he, he, he's very superstitious. That's, that's definitely, um, St. Clair. And so like anytime, uh, we would win kind of down the stretch and into the playoffs, um, like it, it kind of just sticks with me. He, he always said winners win. Um, and, uh, you know, kind of right at the, the game when we won game four, uh we were all in the locker room just it was just the team in there and celebrating and uh and he always he he always says winners win but he's changed it to champions always win um yeah. which it kind of kind of gives me goosebumps now but um you know at the time it was awesome and um I, you know i love st Clair. um he's a great dude and a uh, great coach so one of your first games here was against omaha like it was a quick turn <laughs> Yeah, I think it was like the second was, or third game. Yes, and it was here at home. And I was actually I, at that game. Were you really? I remember that because I remember seeing you guys had just traded for someone from Omaha. And I know the story or the question you're about to ask. Oh, I, just, oh I, I bet Fowler knows the question I'm about I, to ask too. And I, <laughs> but, I was even, I even turned to my wife. I'm like, he, he actually, he just played for them like last <laughs> week. Like they just traded for him. Right. And so before this series, that like that like Friday, I go to Fowles and we hit Fowles. I, I got to talk to you about playing against Omaha, and he's like, "Well, you know, it, it's 
new team, you know, and 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 Fowler's, you know, to to Owen's credit, he was upfront about the fact that he still has friends on that team, but the dynamic has changed now because he's a, he's a musketeer, and he was very emphatic about the fact that that is in the past and this is who I'm with now, and and that's not that's not going to change. Um, and it didn't change, and nothing changed until about I don't know. It was, I think it was the beginning of the second period and somebody went high. <laughs> somebody leveled Nick with an elbow. And Fowles, that's about that was probably as mad as I've seen you all season long. You were you were pretty hot. Take us <laughs> to that, take us to that situation and how fast that brought you. I mean, you were officially a musketeer at that moment. <laughs> yeah, I definitely do remember that. Um it, yeah, it was like maybe my second or third game with, with Sioux City and um it was actually funny. It was like probably the day before, maybe even before the game. Um, it was the game before that. Like we didn't play our best, and and kind of Coach Strand kind of laid into us a little bit and um, tried instilling that like you got to care about each each one of you more than um, you know just teammates and, and become brothers. And um, you know I think everyone kind of took that to heart and was like, all right, like no one's going to kind of run over us or anything like that. And obviously the hit happened and, uh, and, you know, I was on the ice and I kind of caught it out of my corner of my eye and I just decided, you know, it was, it was that no one's going to do that to us. And um, obviously, yes, I do have some friends. I had some friends still on <laughs> Omaha. And, and the funny thing is like the person who I did jump, um, I actually wasn't teammates with him. Like he, he right as I left, he came in. So, like, I didn't know him at all. Like, I was just like, all right, I guess, like, which, like, I don't know if that would change anything, but because, like, obviously it was a tough hit, like, up high on Nikki, And um, from my view, it, it did not look good. And, um, you know, I, I felt kind of just to step in. And obviously it, it happened to be just right in front of our bench. So oh, it did. <laughs> kind of got the guys going. But, uh, you know, it, that – I tried, you know, proving myself and, and, you know, obviously it's my former team and I'm not going to take it lightly. And, you know, you're on the ice, everyone's free game. And, and uh, obviously with that happening, I think it showed um, how much I cared for, for the team and my new team. And, you know, I, I want to be like a musketeer and um, one of them. And um, I think it definitely kind of helped me um, right off the bat kind of hop in. Do you think it sped up the process a little bit? of them. I mean, you could have, you could have been in a fight against Des Moines or anybody else, but getting into, and you probably didn't even mention the fact that, Hey, I don't know that guy, by the way, I didn't need to tell anybody those details. <laughs> like, dude, he like bumped with that guy, like last week, you know, <laughs> but you know, for you to do that against Omaha that quick, do you think that really sped up the process and really kind of showed these guys like, Hey, he's one of us. It really, Really molded you so fast to this team. Yeah, I, d I definitely think so. And um, you know, you can look at you know pros even like I feel like that something like that um, definitely kind of brings you into the team quicker and um, or any along anything along those lines um, helps you you know show show to your new teammates that you know you care just as much as a guy who's been here the whole year from the start and. Um, you know, I, I tried showing that right right when I got there. And, um, yeah, I definitely think it kind of brought me in. And um, I think 
me and Ralph had a, a funny chuckle after it. Like he was like, "Oh my god!" Like <laughs> he's like, "I didn't expect that." Like <laughs> and uh, and no, but yeah, it definitely helps um, if you know if you do something along those lines to to show your teammates that you care um, a lot for them. How do how do one of those get started? Just I mean, you you've been in a few of them. Uh, what? what gets said on the ice to, to start a fight? Well, you know, what, what's the song and dance that goes into it? <laughs> uh, not really much, to be honest. You kind of can just tell if it's going to happen or not. And for that one, at least, like, I remember, I kind of remember clearly, like, it happened on my corner of eye, and I turned around, like, kind of did a big circle, and he was, the kid was standing, like, right next to Nikki, and I just immediately just shedded my gloves and, and grabbed them. <laughs> and then, like, the refs, came in pretty quick but uh you know i threw a couple punches but um no no, nothing much for those scenarios are said but other ones uh, like i remember i i had one in sioux falls like um and another kind of cheapish hit um and so i i I just kind of you just say like we're going stuff like that like maybe a couple swears in there that like obviously you can't say but um but yeah, you know, it, it, not much is said. You kind of just shed your gloves and grab. <laughs> but like for you, you were also got that you could score too. I mean, it wasn't like you were just a a guy that was out there to play sheriff. I mean, because we already had a guy like that. Like Ralphie was one of the probably one of the top two sheriffs, if you will. Oh yeah, in, in this league, you know. <laughs> um, so we didn't need you to, for that for that kind of to to be the enforcer. Mm-hmm. We kind of got the best of both worlds out of that. Talk about that a little bit too, because you weren't just a guy that could go out and and start a fight or or be the the antagonist, but you you also were a guy that could put the puck in the net a little bit too. So there is that healthy mix for you. Yeah, definitely. And I try and find the line where, you know, that's obviously is it not worth it? Is it <laughs> worth it? That's, that's yeah, where exactly. you're at. Yeah, you know, obviously with. St. Clair and, and Strand, he, they always said try and find that line and not cross it as much as you do. Um, but no, I, I definitely think, you know, I, I try to bring a lot more than just that. Like, obviously, it's hockey, so obviously that stuff is always going to be in the game. And, um, you know, with my edginess, I, sometimes I fall into it and sometimes I don't. And, you know, but I always try and um, create as much offense for my, my line mates, whoever I'm playing with. And, you know, I think – Right as I got there, I, I fit in with the, the system they were playing. And, um, you know, I think obviously if you look down the stretch, like Coach Strand obviously trusts the median defensive, a lot of defensive uh, aspects uh, down the stretch. But, you know, I think I always try to strive for my offensive game and because um, I always know I can rely on my defensive game. And um, so, yeah, definitely, definitely try to create more offense and, try and get into the scrums and stuff but you know sometimes i just can't hold back but <laughs> can't help yourself but, yeah exactly but uh but yeah definitely i try to find the balance between um and obviously the way i play is just the, like edgy so obviously guys are going to take extra shots or you know I, I might cross the line and give an extra shot here and there but um you know my goal is always to create as much as i can for the team and um, if that's putting pucks uh, in the net or helping a teammate score or something like that, um, you know, I always try to do that first. I was gonna say you're from you're from Tewksbury, Massachusetts. Uh, a big Bruins fan growing up. 
great regular season, tough postseason. We won't talk about that, but I, I did read say, that. You, you guys together right now, gonna you guys gonna have your own moment right now? Is that gonna happen? Tough one, tough one. <laughs> Don't want to talk about it. Yeah. Uh, but I did, I did, I did read. I, I think your your favorite player is Brad Marchand. Uh, <laughs> oh, how much sure. are, I mean, I'm how much shocked. how much of his game has inspired you to play the you know the game of hockey the way you have, like you just explained, like you know, hey, I, I like scoring, I like playing offense, but yeah, there's other times I, I have to do the uh, dirty work as well. Yeah, definitely. Uh, he he's like the one guy I could probably say I fully through my whole life I've watched. Um, you know, obviously I, I watch guys here and there, like, um, but with him obviously being uh, playing for Boston and. Um, my whole life since I can remember he was playing for them. And, um, you know, I, I, he definitely is a guy that I try and like kind of play like, and obviously, uh, you know, he, if you look at his career and, um, you know, he entered the league and had to be that pesty guy and, um, get under everyone's skin. And, um, and now look at him, he's a top 10 forward in the league and, um, produces a lot. So yeah, definitely trying to emulate my, my game after him. And, um, you know, try to become something like him uh, down the line. So when, when you arrived here, it was obviously a change. I mean, Omaha and then Sioux City. When you looked at that, did you look at it, this as a, all right, I'm going to a team that's, they're, they're in contention for this thing. And I remember when you arrived, you know, and then all of a sudden we got Carfagna and that, that really solidified things a little bit more. But you mentioned that you, you just kind of sensed it differently in the locker room. But was there a point in a game or a, a time in dur during, a, during a stretch or during a game that you can pinpoint that it kind of clicked on you that you're like, we have a chance to win this. Like, we have a legitimate chance to make a run at this thing. Yeah. Um, if I think about the year um, from when I got there, and I think it was January, I think, or maybe February, um, you know, I think it was probably towards right before playoffs, kind of around there, that area. Um, and I remember I, I listened to Coach Strand talk about it a little bit yesterday. Uh, like I listened to the podcast yesterday. And um, and uh, it was that series with Lincoln. And uh, like the three, I think it was like a three and three or something like something like that. And, um, you know, where it's it's. I think it was the second to last weekend of the season and um, we might've been even clinched already. Like, um, but you know, coach strand, he really took that three and three and, and was like, Hey guys, like this is most likely going to be a playoff series right here. Like um, the possibilities of that happening in the playoffs is high and, and we have to treat it as, as a playoff series. And, you know, obviously I don't know. I don't even know what, how we turned out that weekend if i had to look back at it well it, it was tri-city right it wasn't link it was tri-city was it oh okay yes, you yeah. three and oh, three yeah. in tri -city. Tri yes tri-city yes and and you probably don't remember it because you're probably you were in the box like like 90 percent of the time with <laughs> those games so it, it <laughs> no yeah oh yeah it was tri-city now that we won we won in a shootout in game one mm -hmm. we lost by a goal uh, the next night, and yeah. then, and then the third, the the third afternoon, it was like a bloodbath. It was a bloodbath, and it was they were up like by six goals, and we came yeah. all the way back and cut it to six five. Exactly, yeah. That's and, that's the weekend I was definitely thinking about. And things uh, got ugly, and, and yeah, and that third that that third game, 
um, things really shifted. And that's when I mentioned like when I thought we had the team was during that game when we cut it to 6-5. They scored a shorthanded goal uh, to kind of put it out of reach. And then they went after Stever and mm-hmm. still got in that fight. And then yeah. you got into a fight about three minutes later after that. And it turned really ugly. And But you, that's that series, I think, like you mentioned, it, that had something to it for you, though? You could kind of see, see it during that series? Yeah, definitely, definitely that. Um, now that you refresh my brain, yeah, that is definitely try, obviously. And, um, yeah, that I, I remember that weekend was – because I was suspended Friday's game. So I watched Friday's game, and obviously um, that's the one we won in the shootout. And uh, then I came back for the next two, and, you know, our battles with try all year were, oh. were brutal and a bloodbath every time. And um, so, yeah, the, the second game was, you know, hard-hitting, obviously. And it's a three-and-three, three, so you go into Sunday, everyone's hurting, everyone's kind of dead. Um, but, you know, it's it that was probably, like, the, the turning point I'd say obviously it didn't work out in our favor um getting the win but you just saw like the guys cared so much about each other and mm-hmm. um obviously yeah Slu got in that fight where he like he just didn't even think he just went yeah. after him and um you know obviously with me and and uh me getting a fight with because of cars getting a hit yep. up high which he got hurt off of and um you know, I think you could just see the guys cared so much, and you know, Steve at the end of the game where he wasn't going to take any of the, any of the crap that um, they were giving, and you know, obviously, you you can go down the whole lineup where there were scenarios where guys were just doing anything for their teammate, and they didn't really care what the repercussions were or anything like that. They just cared about their their teammates and um, making sure they're they're okay and kind of showing teams that we were going to see in the playoffs. Hey, like we're not just gonna get run over. Like yeah. you're gonna have, you might run over one guy, but you're gonna have a second guy come after you, like something like that. And um, but yeah, that was definitely a cool weekend to see where we were gonna see them. And what was it, two weeks later two weeks. or something? Yeah, like something like that. And you know, we I think we overall lost that series, but you know, we, we knew it wasn't, wasn't gonna happen again, and and we took it to heart. You also introduced yourself to the fan base in Tri City. <laughs> Very good that weekend. Um, I mean, that was be I, don't know, I can't remember the last time that I've seen a player become such the focus <laughs> of an entire fan base of pure hatred. Like they hate. I can't, I've told I told Connor this like a hundred times, and when people ask me about you, they're like, "What was Fowler like?" I'm like. He was a great kid. Like, like he's a super great kid. Tony Nebraska hates him, though. Public yes, enemy I, number I said, one. I go, but I swear to God, I thought we were going to have to get a police escort out of town for Owen Fowler that weekend because they were on you like white on rice that weekend. They had oh, signs yeah. made. They were they were, had signs for your penalty box. I mean, t- what was that like? I mean, they, they hated you. It was, it was crazy, like, to see, like, like – as you play in the USHL, like obviously there's great fans in USHL, and like you kind of like, like damn, like these are real fans, like they they live like, they live for this, like, um, and to see like, not like one or two, but like a like a handful like, or two, like, like of fans like making signs about you or anything like that, you're like you're like what, like 
I'm just playing hockey. Like, <laughs> like I'm just playing, like, just, like, doing my thing. But, yeah, it was definitely funny. And, like, that weekend and then when we went back for the playoffs and there was more signs. Oh, um, yeah. And there was whiteboards. Like, they were waiting like, for you. Oh, the yeah. Playoffs, they were waiting for you. Yeah. They, they, were, they were ready for you. And it was hilarious, though. Like, after the first series and the playoff series at Kearney, um, like, I would come out of the game, like, get undressed, like, go on my phone. And, like, my parents and, like, my whole family's group chat would, like, be blowing up because, like, on hockey TV, there'd be pictures of the signs about me. And, like, they'd all take pictures of it and, like, send it to me. And I'm like, like, what the heck is happening? Like, like why is, like, people making signs about me where I'm just playing hockey here? Like, I, I don't know. Like, but it – I definitely got a laugh out of out of most of them. <laughs> so one of my favorite Owen Fowler moments in that se- in the playoff series was you were oh, it, there was three big big men, and by big I mean they've they've hit the buffet a while, you know, and they they had this they had, they had the beer pyramid going on right behind the glass, and they're like they're about four panes down from our bench, <laughs> and you sold the penalty like. It was not a trip, but you you sold it and acted like you were hurt. They called it, you know, and it was right in front of them. And as they're skating the guy off to the box, you get up gingerly like you've been hurt, you know. <laughs> and, and it's clear they're going to call that they call the penalty. And as they're calling the penalty and announcing it, you all, I, I remember watching you and you looked right at those three guys and you used to do one of these and go, and they went nuts. You blew them a kiss, and they 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 just started pounding the glass. And they, you know, they said, you know, Frank, you Fowler. And it was it was. Uh, I mean, they were going crazy. The the beer cans fell down, and I just remember like, like man, those guys. Fowler lives rent free in those guys too. I do remember that actually. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's a classic. classic. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that one. That and that was only when you joined Sioux City, right? Like, did they hate you when you were with Omaha and Des Moines too? Or uh, they definitely in Omaha. There was a scenario where, <laughs> God. Um, so it was in Omaha, and it was like a close game, one goal game, and like it was like the last couple seconds in the game, and they pulled their goalie, and I like scored an empty net. And I, like, went down, like, the line of the bench. And then, like, I skated kind of by their bench and, like, may or may not have, like, said something <laughs> to their bench. And and then, like, I just curl, like, to go back to the bench. Like, there's probably, I don't even know, like, 10 seconds left. Not even. And a kid comes off the bench and, like, tries to, like, jump me. And I just, like, kind of throw him down, like, whatever. And, and like, then this huge scrum happens. And, like, obviously, like, the refs break it up. But... Uh, I don't think the Carney fans definitely enjoyed my presence anywhere. Kind of. <laughs> they, they didn't forget. They did not yeah, forget. Yeah, definitely not. And, um, but yeah, so I don't think it was just in Sioux City. I think it was kind of everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> it just ramped up once you joined the Musketeers. Then all yeah, of a sudden yeah. it became a fever pitch. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> Do you have a go-to chirp or a go-to move? Like, what? What's one or two things that you do? That really is like maybe your calling card. Um, I know going back to the bit, you are a massive bench talker. You, mm-hmm. you, you do chirp at the bench 
when yeah. I, don't, I don't know. Like I, I feel like all my chirps are kind of just, just right off the top of the head. Like whatever I'm thinking. Like it's just sometimes like they'll be good, and then like sometimes they'll be just like I just like say it, and then like a few seconds later I'm like, what did I just say? <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, why did I just say that? Like, that makes no sense. Like, and I'm like, but yeah. So I don't know. Like I can't think of like a thing that i go to a lot like i don't even know and in college it's totally different because like you can't fight in college so it's no. like you you can't do anything about it really yeah. like like yeah. so um but yeah i don't know i don't think i have like a go-to yeah do you feel like you uh perhaps fit into the the fabric of sioux city the most i mean we Sean Clark uh, just hired recently as the the new general manager for the team, or promoted, I should say, from director of scouting. Uh, and he and he had the 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 soundbite where he had mentioned that you know Sioux City is a very blue collar town, and if you're able to embrace that, they will love you for it. The fans will champion you for it. They will adore you. Um, and like Travis said, I think to start off this episode, you're you're kind of a a cult classic. Like you're only here for a few months, but you're a household name because of the way you played. Uh, do you feel like your style of play just fit Sioux City as as a as a town and uh, as a DNA? Yeah, I, I think so. Um, you know, obviously the way I play is very kind of entertaining. I guess you could say. Um, and, you can say that. Yeah, and, mo- <laughs> and most fans will enjoy it. But um, yeah, right right when I got to to uh, Sioux City, and you know, obviously couple altercations happened i think the fans enjoyed it and they were happy that i was on their team and not going against sioux city anymore and um but yeah you know the city of sioux city um is is so so great and blue collar like like he said and um you know obviously i pride myself on kind of working hard and um you know giving it all um like the people of sioux city do for their jobs and their living and um you know, obviously, I think they they take pride in it, and um, you know, they they look at my game and and really enjoy it. So I I can thank them for you know enjoying my game <laughs> just as much as they <laughs> they do. And um, but yeah, it, it was great um, playing there, and they definitely embraced me uh, really quick and and well. What was so great? Maybe, maybe what separated Sioux City from the other other. Um, organizations you played for, what made it different? What would you enjoy most about it, and, and what separated Sioux City from the other ones? Um, it, honestly, not much, but you know, I think it was just like the the people of Sioux City really prided themselves on like where they're the, the season ticket holders that that we met throughout the year, and um, you know, even Trav, like when we would go, like say to like the fire stations, like. Yeah tickets and to see like people working hard and at their jobs and um you know sioux city is not the biggest but um you know i think just priding themselves on on being from sioux city is is how cool it was and you know obviously in other uh, other cities like omaha and des moines they're a little bit bigger um where it's kind of more public and and stuff like that but people who come to the games they they've been coming since they were younger and um, kind of grew up around the Musketeers, and um, you know it was great to see that. Take us through the playoff run a little bit and getting amped up for that because the year before 
you guys had a had a good team in Omaha, and I mean, I don't want to, I don't want to, you know, say anything, but but you lost to Sioux City. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, and but you guys were good that year. You know, you guys were good that year. You just ran into a really good Sioux City team. <clears throat> Getting amped up for for the playoffs that, that during that Clark Cup run. I mean, how confident were you that this that you guys that you could do this and just kind of take us through as it started into the end of just what that run was like for you as a, as a player, emotionally, physically, everything. Yeah, it was, it was a crazy ride, to be honest. Like like you said, like obviously it, it's so different looking at my two perspectives of USHL playoffs. It was, you know, a quick, quick uh, ending of my USHL playoffs the first year uh, to Sioux City. And, um, you know, a lot of guys returned from that team and, um, you know, when I joined Sioux City and we, we started the run uh, in playoffs in Waterloo. And, you know, that even that first game in Waterloo, like, it was so cool to, like, be a part of. Like, obviously, we, we wait that whole week where we got the bye. And, you know, like, who are we going to play? Who are we going to play? And figure out that. And, obviously, when we find out we're going to play Waterloo uh, and go to Waterloo for game one, um, it was, like, it was so exciting, though. Like, and then you, you skate out for warm-ups and – we basically have a student section of all Sioux City fans with flags, like all this stuff, like horns. And I was like, what the heck? Like, this is crazy. Like, and it, obviously, it was like a sellout crowd there. And, you know, to get that first win was was su- super exciting. And to see the fan base kind of there for us and be behind us the whole ride. And, you know, then you continue on that series and, and go back home and obviously, um, you know, finish out in game three. And then, uh, you know, and then obviously. And then it began. Yeah. Then like, then you're just like, you're in the dog days of the playoffs. Then like, you're you're going up against try, like you're going to try too. And um, you know, I think going to try was was actually crazy. But we kind of looked at it as kind of like a business trip going there in Kearney um, for those two games. And obviously, it kind of worked out coming back home 2-0 in the series um give ourselves two games to to close it out at home and you know that was a that was like that was a battle that that was a crazy series that was the sorest I've ever been like after a a string of games and um it was crazy like just obviously like travel like we said like the fans and Carney like were crazy the whole place was just buzzing but um to come back home and in game three that was the cool, like that was a really cool moment, like where our rink was packed to the brim. Um, there was people outside waiting. There was, um, you know, a ton of fans, and and we were excited for that game. And we knew like we got to close it out here, like yeah, for right. our fans. Like even though we had game four um, to close it all, also we we're like we got to do it now. Like one, we got to try and get as much rest as we can uh, for the final, but also like it's a, it's like a cello right now. Like we got to do it like for the fans, all that. And, um, because all right in the tri series, I remember game one and two, there was like a stomach bug going through the team. Yes. It started in Carney. I think it started with like slew and I think like one other, maybe Stever or something like that, or Benny Durant. 
Uh, I think it was Benny. I think Steven had it too, though. I, I think yeah. Steven was, was well, he was, yeah, because yeah. yeah. So like they were question marks if they were gonna play like those two games, and then they obviously ended up playing. And then we came home. I think we had like one or two days in between, and and so we we closed it out for game three, and I started to get sick right then in between game two and three, and like I was just feeling like crap, and like I was I like. There was no way I was not playing game three. And sure. and so I remember I went out for warm-ups and, like, my throat was the sorest it's ever been. Like, I was, like, mid-warm-ups going up to Jackie. I'm like, Jackie, I need, like, cough drops or something. Like, <laughs> and, like, she just, like, hooked me up with, like, a bunch of crap, like, uh, like, during the game, in between periods, like, on the bench, like, all the stuff. I had, like, an inhaler. And so, like, when we closed that out, it was great. Like, obviously, you know, have fun, like, directly after the game. Like, you know, Sally in the uh, locker room, you know, like, we're going to the finals. Like, this is what we kind of planned for. Um, you know, obviously, we had, I think it was about a week, like, maybe five days in between. Yeah. Um, whenever that Madison series would get over, we played, I think it was Saturday or Sunday or something like that. And, um, so we knew we had a couple of days to kind of rest. And I, right after we ended the tri series, I didn't go back to the rink for like the next four days <laughs> because I was just deathly ill. Like I couldn't move out of my bed like for three days. Like, and then the funny story is actually, so uh, me and Tabor's place was like basically right next to the rink and right in front of the gas station. And, uh, so, like, I was texting Jackie. I was like, Jackie, like, I can't eat anything. Like, my throat hurts. Like, she's like, all right, like, go to the gas station. Like, get some ice cream. Like, you need some calories, whatever. And, like, get some, like, um, Dayquil and NyQuil. And so I'm like, all right, I'll try and, like, walk there. So I like, get up. I'm, like, feeling terrible. I just walk there, like, head down. Like, just, like, oh, my God. And um, I, like, <laughs> I walk in front of the gas station, about to walk open, like, open the door. I look to my right, and John's is just sitting there in his car. <laughs> his window's down, so I go, what's up, John's? And he's like, holy shit, you look like shit. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, yep, I feel Thank it. You. Shit. I was like, yep, yep I feel it. And uh, he's like, what's wrong? And I was like, oh, like, yeah, I got, like, the sickness going around, like, the like the flu or something like that. And uh, he's like, oh, like, have you been to the rink? I was like, no, I haven't been there in like three days. <laughs> he's like, all right, like, just rest up, like, be ready for game one. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like that's the plan. So then I like get my stuff, like go back, like just rest for the next like day or so. And I finally like, feel better. And, and the start of game one for the Madison series, uh, it's kind of right where I was like getting over it, which was like kind of perfect timing. And uh, and then obviously going into the the final against Madison, like I didn't know what to expect because we didn't play the East at all. Um, yeah. And so like you know, we didn't play one game. We didn't yeah. have one game against any Eastern Conference team. Yeah. So and like all you hear about the East is like, oh, it's so super fast, super skilled, like all the stuff. Yeah. And and uh you look at the West and it's all 
defense, hard hitting, physical, like stuff like that. And um, so you don't know what to expect. Like if you didn't play an Eastern team like all year and, you know, pre-scouting Madison was all they do is just run and gun and just go. Yep. Like they, all they do is just go. Yeah. Yep. Like, so you're like, oh, like, I wonder what it's like. So then like you play game one and I'm trying to get my lungs back too during game one. <laughs> And so, like, I'm first period, I'm gassed. I'm like, oh, my God, like, I can't breathe out there. (laughs) And so, but obviously we end up losing game one, which obviously we didn't like. And we, this was a cool moment, actually, during the run. Um, After game one, we obviously lose. And right after the game, like, kind of we, I don't know, we we watch them on the ice, like, and they kind of, like, celebrate really hard for game one. Like, uh, a game one win. Like, they they celebrate really hard. And we were, like, we most of us watched and, like, saw that. And so then you go, you go into the room. And obviously, we're doing, like, our cool down stuff with Jackie. And and uh, I, this was a cool part where no one was really, like, down about it. Like, obviously, yeah, like, we wanted the win at home to open up the final but in the big picture is no one was like down or anything everyone was saying they're not winning another game they're not winning another game like they're done like they can't celebrate like that on our ice like that's not happening again like that was the mindset going into game two and then continuing on and obviously game two was another tight tight game and um you know it came down to i think it was one goal maybe two um, and we end up getting the win at home. And then, uh, what was it five days? We had five days in between or something like that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> didn't play till next Friday. So obviously we like have to bust there and all that. And you know, obviously we we're thinking they, they have to go home with a loss now, six hours and, and deal with that. And so we were, we, we felt pretty good going to Madison and, you know, we, we went there a couple of days early and, you know, just got the lay of the land. And um, it was kind of a cool trip. Like, obviously, Coach Tran from Wisconsin. So he, he talked about Wisconsin Wisconsin a little bit. And uh, and so he brought us – it was funny, actually. Is I don't know if it was the night before the game or game three. Uh, maybe – I think it was, yeah. Like, for our um, – dinner that night he brought us to this like nice little like i don't know if you call it pub like it was like a mom and pop like restaurant kind of yeah and uh it was right on a lake it was super cool like it was a super cool moment oh, we ate we ate there too like the next day like yeah really? they like a fish fry place kind of yeah like it was like almost like a shack kind of but oh, like 100 percent. yeah 100 percent shack it was a yeah. shack <laughs> it was super cool though like to like that was my first time in Wisconsin. Like most of us, first time in Wisconsin, and you know, it, to see Stram, like he knew the people, like like around and and talk to the owners and all that, and to see like kind of like oh wow, like this is actually a pretty cool place. That and uh, you know, we had like a few moments like out on the lake, and um, Coach Strand talked to us, and you know, he he kind of just put it into our heads that. Obviously, these next two days are, are going to be grinds, but it could change your life forever. And, um, you know, just take a moment and, like, kind of realize that. And, um, obviously, game three was 
was a great game and um obviously we kind of put ourselves in a great spot um getting that win and um you know going into game four you know there, there was not like much nerves but mm-hmm. it was just like like we have to get it done like you're not letting this go back to a game five like even though it'd be so cool to win at home game five like anything can kind of happen I remember, I remember, I don't mean to interrupt you, but I remember going into game five and going into the morning skate and just looking around and seeing how relaxed everybody was and just how it, there was, it was not, there was no nerves, nothing, but I could almost sense, and correct me if I'm wrong, Files, because I mean, I felt this way too. There was a moment during that moment, that morning skate that I was making sure that I was drinking it in because I was pretty sure that this is going to be the last time we're all going to be together for before a game, because I was pretty sure we're going to win that night. I, I had a pretty good idea. I mean, you know, and I remember thinking this is kind of a, it's, it's bitter. It's bittersweet right now because I'm looking around going, this could be the last time we were, we we're together as a, as a team before a game, because th- this could be our last yeah. day together. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. That morning of, of game four, when, when we go to the rink and, you know, do some stuff, some rehab, and then try and get ready for the game uh, that night. It was definitely – I feel like a lot of us were comfortable. Like, it, it wasn't like we were all, like, tense or anything like that. Like, we have to win, we have to win. Like, you know, us who – everyone who played the night before game three, none of us really skated, not many of us at least. And, um, you know, the guys who skated um, went through their routine. But – you know, people who didn't skate, we were just, you know, like kind of doing like a regular season game, you know, like playing some sewer, just hanging out um, before obviously Jackie ran us through some uh, some stuff and some video too with, with the coaches. But yeah, like everyone was kind of just relaxed all day, like kind of just another kind of game. And um, it almost like kind of felt like just another regular season game uh, to us. And which I think that is like a key point to – the coaching staff where they set us up for great success um, with kind of just doing your thing, going through your routine and, and um, kind of setting us up for some, some great, uh, you know, success. And uh, obviously you go through a game four, it was super tense all the whole, whole time. Like obviously in game, like you're, you're like, you're dialed the whole time. Like everyone's, pretty focused and uh it was just which actually go back a little bit but like I remember leaving the hotel and like everyone like not many words were said just like head down focused like obviously there was some fans at the hotel so you, you say hi to them and but you know it was super cool seeing the fans there too um and you come out for game three and four at, at Madison and you see the fan section right across our bench. Yeah. Like coach strands talked about, it was super cool. Like to see that, like it was obviously, yeah, we knew there was going to be a ton of Madison fans there and we knew it was a small rink. So it was going to get loud. Like, and so to see our fans kind of almost overpower the home team fans true, on like how loud it was, it was super cool to see that. And, and uh, going back into game four, you come out for warm-ups and the same thing as game three, you know, the fans are going crazy, stuff like that. And um, and I think game four, I think they scored first, didn't they? We scored first. Did they? 
did they? We scored first, like with, it was like zero zero, and then we yeah. scored first, like with like like eight minutes to go or something, and they made and score right after right after that. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's that's what I remember. Um, yeah, because I remember we scored. We we're like, oh my god, like let's go. Like only like it was under ten minutes. I know it was under that. ten minutes to go. Yep. Yeah, and and so then I think it was like the next shift they come down and score really like, right away. Yeah, we're like, oh crap, like what the heck like uh but then you know we just kind of got we kind of washed it and kind of just got back to our game and um obviously when it ended and went to ot i was like oh my god and uh you know the the crazy story with strand in between periods uh with uh the wi-fi password the wi-fi password <laughs> that beaver thought <laughs> you know it, it was a super cool moment and uh Actually, I just like grabbed my ring to to look at it, which is yeah, actually crazy. But um, you know, it was it was funny when 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 Coach Strand walked in. Like everyone knows, like the time he's coming in. So you know, he does his thing, comes in same time every time, and and so you like you, you sit there, and then like he doesn't say one word, just comes in, writes it on the board, and you're like, I'm like I was like right next to the whiteboard. I'm like look at this thing. I'm like, what does this mean? Like, <laughs> like I, I'm not going to lie. I'm like right there with Steve. I'm like, what the heck does this mean? Like, like I didn't think to myself, it was a Wi-Fi password. But I was right. like, like, I was like, what? And then to, he was like, anyone know what that means? And then obviously Steve was like, Wi-Fi password, <laughs> which like, it kind of was kind of nice. Like, kind of broke like the tension in our room like we were like kind of like gave a little quick chuckle and uh and then he he read it out uh together forever never to part which like at the moment it was like damn that was super cool like yeah. that like that was so cool like to have him like think of that or I don't know when he thought of that like <laughs> Like, he probably had that in his pocket for years. Yeah, like, yeah. he has been waiting for that. <laughs> don't know, don't know where he created that, found it. I don't know, but I was sitting there. I was like, "Wow, that was really cool." Yeah. And then, like, he he might have said a couple more things, and then, like, we get ready to go back out, and like, guys are just looking around, and, like, talking, like, like we got this, like we we're doing this, like right now, and obviously. Uh, I think I got like two shifts in overtime and I remember I started with OT and I was like lining up. I was like, Oh my God, like, this is crazy. Like yeah, one goal and like, we're champs. Like, like, and then like it starts and then you're just kind of taking care of your shifts. Like, uh, so I, I had two shifts, maybe three or something like that. And, you know, I'm on the bench and like, I think I just came off and like Nikki's line and, and Kirky went out and I was like trying to catch my breath a little bit. And like, I'm like watching, I'm watching. And then like all of a sudden it, the, the, the goal happens and I'm like, Holy crap. Like, so I just like jump over the boards, like as quick as I can, like throw my stuff everywhere. Like <laughs> there's actually a cool picture, um, in like the photos we had, uh, someone took that like, everyone's going crazy and i have my like hands up like huge like right in the middle of the crowd um but yeah like it was, i kind of just blacked out from that moment on like i was like holy crap like 
like we did it like yeah. like everyone was like like we did it we did it like all the stuff and you know the celebration was super fun and uh especially on the ice you know obviously some fans came out um you know it was funny like i i, I saw strand shortly after like kind of everything settled down a little bit on the ice and i gave him a big a big hug and uh i just kind of said thank you like he's the <laughs> one like he he got me here then obviously i i found johns too and said thank you to him and um you know those were two of the big pieces that got me to Sioux city and um and made me a champion to be honest and um you know every every time i saw them on the ice i was like just thank you like i kept saying thank you <laughs> and uh and which was awesome and uh my dad and brother were actually there for uh for game 3 and 4 um, which was awesome to have them, uh, in the crowd. And, um, my mom and sister weren't able to make it, but, uh, to, to have my brother and my dad, uh, there, um, it was awesome. Like kind of, obviously my family, any family kind of sacrifices a lot for, um, in general hockey and to send their kid like halfway across the country at such a young age and um they they sacrificed a lot for me and um you know it was it was awesome to kind of cap it off with that when with to have them in in the building and i can only imagine uh my mom and sister <laughs> at home when uh when we finally won like i remember i think uh my mom told me this story that uh the neighbor kind of heard her screaming and uh was like what is going on over there <laughs> like when, when we scored and uh but yeah it was awesome to have them in there uh they came on the ice and and celebrated with us um but yeah it was it was just such a great moment uh to win it in ot too um it was awesome but yeah i did want to ask going into overtime because you mentioned you were the first shift out there did it ever cross your mind that like i could be the one to like win it here <laughs> <laughs> yeah like a little bit uh you know i feel like every hockey player or anyone kind of in ot uh like sudden death ot is like oh like i want to win it like obviously and um but uh i think i i think it was either my first or second shift like i got the puck and like had like a a good like chance and like i shot it on net and i think i like hit him like right in the helmet and like it went up and i think it went dead or something and i was like damn like imagine i want it like i was like that would have been so cool like like i couldn't imagine like was this close was this close yeah like i couldn't imagine nikki like he like that's so cool that like he he had the opportunity to obviously win it which in hindsight like in the big picture like it no one cares like at the moment but uh definitely looking back it's cool to have like for nikki uh to have his, that in his hockey career but uh you know, obviously, we all can thank Nikki for scoring. Uh, every time we can see it, we see him. And uh, but yeah, it was awesome. And um, you know, it was such a great group of guys. Um, you know, I, I think I hugged everyone on that ice like forty times uh, <laughs> over the course of the couple hours. <laughs> I'm sure uh, one of the hugs you had to hand out as well, though, was to Alex Tracy. Oh my You God. know, MVP of the postseason. What was it like? playing in front of him, knowing that I mean, he literally had your guys' backs. And I, I know you had mentioned game three against Tri-City as well. Uh, to pitch a shutout against that team, 
uh, is, is otherworldly. And then obviously in overtime to, to be able to keep the game where it was so you guys could eventually score and win. I mean, talk about talk about the impact of, of playing for him and how everyone kind of rallied around him. Yeah, Trace was unbelievable um, through the playoff run. You know, there was times where, you know, we would do something stupid and cause a turnover and it would come back on Trace and he'd be lights out every time pretty much. And, you know, there was, I think, I don't know, it was definitely in game four, I remember. But uh, I can't remember if it was in the third period or the uh, overtime. And there was like a scenario where they had like a couple shots right in a row. He was like sprawled out all over the place, but he kept like saving it, saving it, saving it. And then finally he got the cover. And I was like, I think I might have been on the ice, which is not not the best show. Not good. That's not <laughs> yeah. good. Yeah, but uh, but I just I remember like any time that would happen, like I'd be like, thank you, like, <laughs> like just thanking him. But uh, no, like he was lights out in the playoffs. Like the whole all three series is, you know, he he never he, he was the calmest like I've ever seen him throughout the whole year, and you know, obviously goalies are. Goalies are crazy. Uh, I'll say it, but <laughs> uh, they are, yeah, yeah. But um, you know, I think that like really calmed our team uh, a lot. When you look at the guy that it comes down to him almost, um, and he's super calm and 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 really dialed, and it kind of relaxes you a little bit um, when you you can trust your goalie, and you know, obviously. If we made some mistakes, it, it, Trace definitely uh, got our backs, and um, we we definitely have a lot of thanks to him, and he was our rock the whole playoff series. Do you remember much in the celebration? I mean, the the, 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 the fire trucks, the I mean, <laughs> said it was all kind of a blackout situation after that, but um, I mean, what that the fire truck celebration was a good time, and and just the celebration that ensued. It was kind of 48 hours of just really us embracing our fans and them embracing, you know, you guys and everything like that. Just talk about when, when there he is, Colton, talk about what that was like just to, once you won that thing and just knowing that you had about 48 hours essentially with these guys and Luke, Luke would kind of tell me this, you know, after it was always like, Hey, look, we only got 48 hours of this. And then when the odds of us ever being together ever again are very minimal. So yeah. let them enjoy it. Yeah. No. Yeah. It was definitely um, a crazy couple days. Um, you know, uh, right from it, when it started in Madison, all the way back to Sioux city, it was the bus ride, the six hour bus ride we had to do home. Um, you know, did you I, sleep, did you oh, sleep on the bus ride? Oh God, no, no. no. <laughs> I, I remember it was six hours, probably me and, Damien Carfagna sat in the back of the bus with the cup for probably four of the hours. <laughs> Me and him sat right next to each other with the cup across our legs, the pretty much the whole trip. And then, uh, like right at the beginning, it kind of got passed around, and then it found its way back to the back and and just sat on our laps for like four hours. And then, kind of probably the last hour, Strand was like, "All right." Set it up here. <laughs> he, he was yelling at us to give it up back to him. Uh, he wanted a few moments with it. Um, but, yeah, and then we get back to Sioux City and, you know, obviously 
we go to the baseball game. We, we, we do a ton of stuff in the community. Um, cause you know, obviously the fans give so much to us. Um, you know, we wanted them to, to feel it, what we got to feel. Um, and, and definitely with the fire trucks and on stage was, was definitely a fun time. Um, it was definitely awesome. It was it was super cool to to uh, go on the fire trucks, come in, and I didn't expect that many people to be there. To be honest, like I was like I was one of the ones in like the front first truck, like in the front, and I like turned the corner and I like was like holy crap! Like and I turned back to the boys. I was like, boys, there's a lot of people here. <laughs> like, <laughs> I was like, dude, I didn't expect this many people. Like. It was probably what, like 300, 400 people, maybe five. Oh, like, I think it was more than that. Was there was, yeah. I, yeah, we were pushing a thousand, we were over a thousand people here at that. Really? Point. Oh, oh, yeah. Great math guy. Yeah, uh, well, yeah, I think. <laughs> but no, uh, that was super cool. It was super fun to, you know, hang out with the fans after and, and sign some autographs. And, you know, they, they ask questions like, oh my God, what's it like? All this stuff, which it's, it's super cool for them to see us kind of enjoy it and obviously um to see them like get the the smile out of it just a two two minute picture or something like that a minute picture uh with the cup and and some of the players to see them so happy and um was awesome to see and obviously it kind of brought a lot of joy to sioux city and um you know it was great to see that and um but yeah it was definitely kind of sad at the end like when the it was probably like yeah like 48 hours to like three days where we kind of were all together and then guys start talking about going home like because it's obviously such a long year and and majority of us are going into college and we have to go to summer school um like right around july and so like we're like oh we're gonna get home and have like a month of summer basically uh (laughs) But yeah, it was super sad kind of saying bye to the boys, like seeing them pack up and saying bye to everyone, which it's crazy that like, like you said, like might be the last time fully, completely all together. Like obviously we'll have like reunions and all that, like the guys that came in this year. Um, But you can see that like it wasn't the full team, like people have lives and um, stuff like that. But uh it, it was super cool those three days and um definitely definitely a lot of pictures and memories that i can uh, look back on and definitely get a lot of laughter <laughs> and now podcasts yeah now exactly, podcasts yeah. talking about it yeah. so uh I, I mean i wasn't there but just listening to the stories it kind of feels like i was there and uh <laughs> certainly certainly good times had uh we, we've taken up a lot of your time owen and this has been uh, absolutely fantastic. A home run here in episode number two. Uh, I'm glad to hear that he also already listened to the Luke Strand episodes. So Travis, we already have a loyal listener. I mean, he, he, Fowles, he's a big fan. He's a big fan. How can I had, to make, had to make sure there was nothing bad talked about me. You know? <laughs> That's all anyone's ever going to tune in for is to hear, like, what did they say bad about me? How do I retaliate when my turn is up? That's yeah, right. That's right. <laughs> Yeah, long-time listener, first-time caller. Right. Um, so, uh, Owen, I really appreciate the time here today. Really appreciate the stories and uh, uh, great catching up. Thanks for having me. It was definitely a lot of fun. And 
Uh, definitely a lot of fun kind of rethinking all the memories that I had that last year. And, um, you know, it was definitely a great group uh, to do it with. And, and that kind of expands out of just the players, the coaches, the staff, Trav, you, um, you know, Jackie, Damien, um, everybody in the whole Sioux City um, fan base, everybody. Um, what a great group to do it with. Yeah, it, he wasn't a musketeer long, but I guarantee you he'll be a musketeer forever. He's <laughs> Owen Fowler was he's one that will, will be very hard to forget in musketeer history. So, <laughs> hey, hey, thanks for delivering and being such a great sport. And uh, it's always it's always great talking to you, Fowls. I always I always enjoyed our conversations. So, <laughs> thanks, be, be good at UMass, Lowell. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Trav. That, that's why we have the uh, hashtag forever a musketeer. So that's right. Uh, with that, we'll end uh, episode number two of uh, Musketeer Made, and we'll be back next week with uh, another guest and more Musketeer uh, memories, you could say. So, real, real quick, Connor, I wonder how many. Oh, yeah. I wonder how many listeners we're going to get from Tri City now. Tri. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Boosted a little bit. Yeah, we'll, we'll boost it and we'll uh, target Kearney, Nebraska. Like, <laughs> yeah. Why do I keep seeing this Owen Fowler kid? Saw <laughs> so, enough of that guy last year. Yeah, he's going to re reemerge as public enemy number one over there. Oh, yeah. God. That's hilarious. <laughs> I like it. What a strategy. That That's how you get people. It's not by happy clicks. It's angry clicks. That's how that's we right. get people. That's how that's we right. get listeners. <laughs> Oh, fantastic. Well, like I said, that'll be it for episode number two, episode number three coming out next week. And thanks again to Owen Fowler for Travis Morgan. I'm Connor Ryan. See you later, everybody.